Good morning. This is John Murtha coming to you from WNZN Radio, Lorain, Ohio. Very happy that you tuned in today. And that's uh, 89.5 FM Radio and uh, WNZN.org. Now, if you're live streaming this, if you haven't static or your reception is not that good, you can just go to www.wnzn.org. That's wnzn.org. Okay, so we're very happy that you tuned in. It's actually a beautiful spring day, or I guess it's early summer. And I'm um, here in uh, our station uh, with my good friends, David Abood. Hello, hey, David. Hey, John. Good morning. Great to be here. And his son, Tristan. Tristan, good to have good you. Good to be back. Thanks for having us. Good to have you. Um, so we've been talking the past several weeks, uh, which I think is a very important topic and often neglected, or very little information is mm -hmm. actually taught and discussed about this. And that's the whole <laughs> realm of the spiritual, that which yeah. we do not see. And we looked at the fact that an, we're surrounded. We're almost like on a stage, if you right. will. There's an angelic realm <clears throat> and there's mm -hmm. a demonic that are, you know, what it's mm -hmm. called powers and principalities and authority, spiritual darkness in high places. Mm, that yeah. is, again, referencing mm -hmm. that. And one of the books, one of the letters that really opens that up for us as a believer in particular is the letter to the Ephesians, mm. which was a very spiritual church located in Ephesus, mm. which is present-day Turkey. Mm. Mm. Uh, Wasn't it the uh, center of the Roman church, actually, back in that time? That was the platform. That's a good point. Right. And the early church invested heavily <clears throat> into the city of Ephesus. Mm -hmm. It'd almost be like L.A. or New York or London. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you want, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the, it was a center um, for commerce. It was a center for trade, for mm -hmm. education. It was also a center for uh, worship. worship, both idols that was where the famous Diana was, uh, Artemis was called. You know, oh, they wow. had these, and, uh, you'll see this in chapter 18 and 19 of uh, the book of, uh, mm -hmm. in uh, Acts of the Apostles. But then it was also emperor worship. See, they, Caesar mm -hmm. is Lord kind of a thing. And that's why Christians were really uh, under persecution there. And it was also a heavy occultic area. We ah, see that yeah. where they come to Christ <clears throat> in the Acts of the Apostles. It says they took all their occultic books and burned them. Mm -hmm. and it was thousands and thousands mm -hmm. of dollars. So you have all these subtle influences, but a lot of that is the work of darkness. It's, mm. It has satanic influence. So Paul, Paul spends at least two years there. He sends Timothy there. It's well known that John, the famous John the Apostle, spent time there. So they invested a lot. And that would become like a uh, staging ground to reach the uh, other parts of the Roman Empire. Mm. And uh, the letter to the Ephesians is remarkable for no other reason. There's no rebuke yeah. in it. There's right. no correction like the other. So we picked it up last week, and maybe you can kind of give an overview, Tristan, of how we came into the... Now, this is, this is the believer's uh, resources, so to speak. Mm -hmm. We've been weaponized uh, how to resist the devil yeah. and how to not just have um, get by, so to speak, but to have victory. Mm. Uh, that's why we're <clears throat> going to look at that. And one of the things Paul does here is he describes the armor we have, spiritual armor, uh, to walk victoriously, live a victorious life. And that you'll pick up in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, starting with 10. And you can just do a little overview, if you would, Tristan, please. Sure. So, Mr. Murtha, last time we talked, we, we got all the way to the shield of faith. We kind of started off by saying that we need to find strength in the Lord rather than focusing on demonic demonic forces. It said, put on the whole armor of God. Um, we don't wrestle against what you said earlier, uh, rulers, authorities, thrones, cosmic powers. And then um, it, it goes into the actual armor of God. So it says in verse 14, um, the belt of truth, and we said that the belt of truth uh, specifically, it holds weapons. And what's the greatest weapon we have? The, the sword of the spirit. So um, 
that that the sword of the spirit's the first weapon. It, we talked about how the breastplate protects your heart, um, and then we tied that into the parable of the sower. Uh, we said that um, feet with uh, with um, the shoes for your feet; uh, those are ideas of being ready to move mm-hmm. at all times. Um, and, and actually, I kind of tied that in later. Uh, in my own time, I saw that Paul describes himself later as an ambassador in chains. And what does mm-hmm. an ambassador do? An ambassador travels to other lands to right. express their words. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, we talked about, and Dad pointed out some really good things about the shield. Um, and he talked about how the Romans would dip their shields in water, and that would actually extinguish the arrows. Because arrows can still pierce armor, like how we talked about uh-huh. the breastplate. The breastplate will still protect you. Mm-hmm. But it's better to have a shield that can keep that away from your body so you don't even have to deal with that burning of the fiery arrows. And um, we kind of left off uh, at the helmet of salvation. And we didn't really do that much on the sword of the spirit, too. So I think we're going to have to go into that more, too. Okay. Um, good. Yeah. good. That's good a good job, recap. Kristen. On yeah. the shoes, uh, uh-huh. which you mentioned, in, in the, you're prepared mm-hmm. to, to take the gospel. You know, yeah. it's a, as we say in missions, it's a go gospel. The first mm-hmm. two letters of the gospel are go, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and it says here in Romans chapter 10, verse 15, And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel mm. of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. And so describing the feet, mm. and it's you're in motion, you're taking it to the ends of the world. Right. And that's yeah. really what we've seen happen in the past 20 centuries, is the gospel has gone to the end of the world. Mm. Yeah. You know, the yeah. you know, mm-hmm. remote areas. <clears throat> and so notice, too, that all of these are pretty much defensive. You know, the shield, the buckle, mm. the helmet, mm-hmm. um, uh, the uh, breastplate. And the only the, offensive one is the sword. Why is most of them so defensive? Well, because the, we want to be equipped to defend against the wiles, what the Bible calls mm-hmm. the strategy, the yeah. wiles mm-hmm. of the devil. Right. But the offensive one is the sword. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's even when mm-hmm. we look at Jesus' temptation in the wilderness. Yeah. Luke uh, he he, yeah. he doesn't argue with the devil. He doesn't mm-hmm. get into a discussion. He simply uses the word of God. Yeah. The sword. Right. Shoot. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. We'll look at this idea of the sword. Right. It has that kind of. Uh, Mm-hmm. Cutting it gets, if you will, gets to the, the the quip. You know, it goes right down into the. That's when you look at the in Hebrews chapter four. It talks about this how powerful the um, sword of the spirit really is. Um, Hebrews chapter four. It'll say. Um, let me just go there. You guys, you can read it if you will. Um, notice it says in verse twelve. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Notice that. Mm-hmm. Now notice a couple things about this. Thanks, Tristan. Yes, sir. Uh, the word of God. Okay, that's mm-hmm. the scripture. And then Christians have written many great books throughout history. You know, you got mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis, you got yeah. St. Augustine, Aquinas, all the way up. Yeah. But it's not the word of God. They're <laughs> inspiring but they're not God-breathed, mm-hmm. if you know what I'm saying. This is unique. The Bible is very different. No, one thing we see here right from the get it's living. Yeah. Now, right. that's important because remember in the, the parable of the sower and in the, in the seed? What was the seed in that parable? The, what was the seed? We said the seed goes to the heart, which is why righteousness is yeah, so Yeah, the ground is the heart, mm-hmm. but what is the seed? That goes. Remember, he's the the farmer is that goes the out. Word of God? The word of yeah. God. Yeah. And it penetrates the heart. Mm. Well, a seed is very unique. I mean, yeah. it's really unique yeah. because mm. it's living. Uh-huh. It doesn't always mm. appear like yeah. it's living, but it's a living. Right. It's a, it's a living <laughs> organism, it's and it's point. like 
when I was in southern Israel to Masada, the famous Herod the Great had his palace, yeah. fortress palace. Yeah. Archaeologists, many years ago, you can Google this up, they found uh, in their digging, mm -hmm. they found a clay jar, and in that clay jar were these pots. There were figs, seed figs, uh, and they took it, and they took it back to Jerusalem, and they yeah. took it to a laboratory, and they put it in a petri mm -hmm. dish, you know, a right growth yeah. environment, water and nutrients, and it sprung up. That thing is over 2,000 wow. years old. Mm. But why? Because that seed was living. Yeah. It's living. Yeah. It's, the seed is like, uh, we don't understand, but this word of God is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why every time you read it, you get something fresh. It's like daily bread. Like, you go, I didn't see that before. That's interesting. Am mm -hmm. I right? It's mm -hmm. living. It's yes. not static. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, it's dynamic. Uh -huh. Then it says it's living and it's powerful. Yeah. The word of God is powerful. Right. Mm. You know, Jesus says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will endure forever. As my friend used to say, we go, it stays. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's sharper, <laughs> sharper than any two-edged sword. And now, remember, these people prided themselves on their swords. That was their weapon system. Today we right. have rifles right, and pistols. Right, right, right. They knew what a mm -hmm. sword, and they... You would give the king or these warrior captains mm -hmm. the best sword, the most sharpest, the most strongest. This is saying... Sharper than any two-edged sword. That's that's why it penetrates, mm -hmm. piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit. Do you notice this? It could cut mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. our thoughts. Mm -hmm. How deep does it go? Time and space, even yeah. into the intents right. right. of our heart. Mm -hmm. And that's why, really, when you read the Word of God, yeah. like the psalmist says, "Search me, O Lord, to see if there be any wicked thing in me." Or it'll even say in Acts when they preach the gospel, it uh -huh. says. The hearers were cut to their heart. Yes. Was, they were cut. You know, it pierces to the heart. So, yeah. Mr. Murtha, as we talked about, we said that there's two different main like ideas behind the armor. There's defense and there's uh -huh. offense. Mm -hmm. And we said the sword is the only offensive weapon. Mm -hmm. So what you just said is is one example, maybe, because I was going to ask you, what is the difference between the offense and defense? Mm -hmm. Like, what does that look mm -hmm. like? Is offense partially um, preaching the word of God to like unbelievers or even believers that... Yeah, I mean, that's me. a good question. For, well, again, you see Jesus using the sword mm -hmm. in the wilderness temptation. Satan comes at him, mm -hmm. he misuses the sword. He misquotes scripture yeah, right. out of Psalm 91 and out of Deuteronomy. Mm -hmm. Jesus uses the right usage of the sword. So when you're, you could be teaching, you could be preaching, you could be just sharing a scripture. But as you use the word of God, it has the, the capacity to cut to cut deep. Now it just doesn't. It just doesn't cut in terms of wounding. It, it both cuts, but it also heals. It wounds, but it heals. It convicts, but it convinces. Do you mm. understand this two-edged thing going on? Oh, that's here? the second. Yeah, edge. yeah. Ah, I see. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it. it um, that's good. Yeah. So it, it'll say in Acts of the Apostles after the one mm -hmm. sermon, it says that they were cut to their heart. They mm -hmm. knew they were sinners, and the mm -hmm. and the, the the word of God convicted them of that. That's why sometimes you don't have to persuade people or get in an argument with people. You just say, well, here's what the Bible says. Yes. All have sinned come short yeah. of the glory of God. Yeah. That's mm. what it says. I'm just repeating what it right, says. Right. It, here's what it says. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the mm -hmm. Father but by me. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what it says. You want you deal with that. Because that's the word mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. And that's what I to your point. But the other part of the two edged sword, when you deal with false religions, we'll get yes. into this a little bit, or cults that they have a different gospel or a different, then you use the word of God and you can cut through their arguments and through their, oh, their you can cut yeah. through. So example, if I'm, if you're talking with a Muslim, you have to do it with gentleness and respect. Mm -hmm. But if you say, 
who do you who do you say that Jesus is? Well, they say he's a high and holy prophet, but he was not crucified. So you take the word of God and you show him in the New Testament where he was, and you show him in the Old Testament, Isaiah fifty three, and all these other. And so it, mm. it can cut through those arguments. You see what I'm saying? Right. Or if a Jehovah Witness knocks at your door and he says Jesus was not God, he's like Michael the Archangel. Mm -hmm. He's a really holy being. And then you take the word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt. You mm -hmm. see, you, know, mm -hmm. you learn how to use the sword mm -hmm. and cut through it. You yeah. deal with gentleness. <clears throat> don't get me wrong. You don't want to wield the sword. No. You never want to wield the sword and lop a man's ear off like Peter did. <laughs> you know why? Because then they can't hear you. <laughs> so, <laughs> my point, that's why Jesus yeah. picked the ear off and put it back no, on. That's, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is yeah. when you use the sword, you've got to be careful. Mm -hmm. right. you, want to, you want to use it with as it says in First mm -hmm. Peter three fifteen, with gentleness and respect for the other person. Here's the problem we have with us believers today, Christians. Many of us are not using a full length sword. We're using a Swiss Army knife. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is we only know a little bit of the Word of God. Right. Oh, we I know see. some of the parables. We know some of the prayers. We know some of the, and and uh, I'm not saying mm -hmm. this in a disparaging no, way. No, you're but right. Not only should we yeah. know the New Testament, like uh -huh. we're studying here in Ephesians mm -hmm. six, how to be properly equipped. But we should understand, remember, the sword has two edges. Mm -hmm. Right. And I use this illustration when I'm teaching new missionaries, mm -hmm. that the one edge is like the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Right. The other edge is like the New Testament, but the, comes together to a point. Uh, What's yes. the point? The Christ. deity of Jesus yes. Christ. Right. So that... Which connects that, it all. Exactly yeah. right. <clears throat> so once you learn the sword, I don't care who... <laughs> You can be yeah. talking to anybody, yeah. from even an atheist. Yeah. If you're properly using the sword, you can cut through those arguments and those things. Now, they might not accept it, right. but you'll, the more you use it, the more you sharpen it, the more comfortable you feel. Yeah. That's why I always say to people, when you get into a discussion and you're sharing the gospel mm -hmm. with somebody or they're presenting a different viewpoint, don't get into an argument. You're not trying to win an argument. You're trying to win a soul. Okay? Mm. And so don't try, because if, if I always say this, if your discussion... Uh, don't get tense or anxious. Mm -hmm. Just use the word of God. Use a little bit of it. Don't use too much of mm -hmm. it, because you want you want to generate more light than heat. Right. right. Some of, some of these discussions just generate heat. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. You want to generate more light yeah. than heat. You know, in yeah. science, heat is just basically wasted energy. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah, that's okay. a good yeah. point. That's Tristan. a good point, yeah. Tristan. Yeah. Okay. I like so, that. So yeah. Back to um, mm -hmm. the Hebrews. Yeah, we'll finish on that. Mm -hmm. But notice how it can go right to the depths yeah. of our. Uh, conviction, mm -hmm. it can point out sin, it hits us, and you go, yeah, you know, that's a good sign. <clears throat> when you allow the Holy Spirit to take the Word of God, you're hearing a sermon or a teaching, mm -hmm. and it convicts you, and you go, wow, that's me, I should, I got to repent of that. Mm -hmm. or, but that's yeah. a good thing. In the same yeah. way, if a doctor goes in, a skilled surgeon, and he takes a tumor out, that's a good thing, because now he says, if you would have left that in, you would have died in six months, but now you can live 60 more years. Yeah. Huh. He, he, he used it yeah. to pull that out. He wouldn't be a good doctor if he if he left it. Oh, don't worry, you know. Here, yeah. take an aspirin, and you'll be okay in the morning. Mm -hmm. No, you you help get it out. Yeah. That's why one of the first signs of backslide is people get away from the Word of God. That, yeah, that that's exactly right, John. Mm -hmm. the, the you know the shield uh, scenario. When I was talking about how they did it, they had leather in the front of the shield so mm -hmm. they could dip it in the water to um, to put out those fiery darts. But they they would go back continuously to replenish that water on the shield the same way we're supposed to replenish uh, ourselves with the word so right. that we get strengthened with the use of the sword and i think that the biggest things 
you know, when when Satan came on to Jesus in the wilderness, it wasn't at the start of the 40 days when he was strong. Right. It was at the end of his 40-day trial right. that he came to him. And so, you know, I think about discouragement, despair, and my own weaknesses, you know, and uh, and that's the importance of being in the Word, knowing the Word. And we go back to the time when uh, God created the planets and the heavens. He used the Word of God yeah, exactly. to do right, that. Right. That's the power of it. Oh, yeah. He just spoke it into existence. Yeah. And, you know, I forget that sometimes, but I also know that my words can be very painful if not thought through. Oh, yeah. um, and so I, I think this is really convicting when you look at this. You look at the power of the word oh, and how we use it to hurt people all the time. Oh, certainly. Yeah. And so, you know, we have to remember that. But then the beauty of it, too, is what God did to create the heavens. And yeah. And, and if he's got a, yeah. a, a, a believer right. filled with the Holy Spirit, yeah. uh, filled with the word of God, yeah. that person... <clears throat> can just in a normal conversation over coffee at a Starbucks can say something mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit can take that word and penetrate the heart. Yeah. You're not it's not because this person is <clears throat> trying to convince right. you or, yeah. or sell right. you something. But the God can take those words. That's why Jesus says if you'll abide in me and my word abides in you, mm -hmm. you will bear much fruit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's in John chapter fifteen, verse seven and eight. It, yeah, and, on, and the, 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 a couple, just a couple quick scriptures, John, that I wanted to bring up. Isaiah fifty four seventeen: No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment shalt condemn. This mm -hmm. is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. So you know the promise of God concerning the church's safety, uh, if we if we follow in His path. And if we're under that protective umbrella, even Psalm 91, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You know, you picture the mother hen, right? And mm -hmm. we were talking about that earlier. When you look at nature, when those chicks are under her wings, mm -hmm. no predator is going to get to them. They can't even see them. Right. So, I, you know, same with the eagle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was picturing that. I used to watch Mutual of o Omaha's Wild Kingdom all the time oh, yeah, when yeah, I grew yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I got a, a great picture of that right now in my head. But but that's really the favor we get. Right. And the reason the roaring lion is crawling around, you know, trying to look for us is because, think about it, when the chicks are under the mother hen's wings, he can't see him. Right, right. It, it's it's when the dumb little chick decides, oh yeah, I'm going over there by myself. Right, that's the And the, so, and, and we've discussed that. I, I think the importance of being in a church, being blessed to be around people like you, John, and getting a community is so <clears throat> important. But we always got to go back into the Word and replenish our strength. Yes. And, and that's really the take-home message for me of how I can utilize this in my life is it gives you strength. Uh, to handle any unforeseen problems, you know, whether it's disease, whether it's financial, whether it's marital problems, whatever it is, exactly right. struggling with your yeah. business, yeah. That, that that's the secret to life. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, when Jesus gives us the Lord's prayer and He says, "We pray, mm -hmm. uh, give us this day our daily bread." Right. Well, that could be our sustenance, our mm -hmm. provision. But yeah. also, Jesus says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by right. every word uttered by the mouth. So daily bread is really being <clears throat> into the word of God. Yeah. Now, mm -hmm. then he'll go and say, uh, 
Mm-hmm. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Right. And we looked last week, I believe we closed on this, mm-hmm. where one of the strategies of the devil was keeping unforgiveness. Uh, yes. Remember we looked at that? The separation, So that should, yeah. that should tip us off. He says, um, mm-hmm. for, he's, then he says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So, okay, then what's the next thing Jesus says we should pray for? Lead us not, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from, from you. There you go. Yeah. Do you see? Mm-hmm. Right built in there. Yeah. Is spiritual strategy? Yeah. And oh, so, interesting. Yeah. yeah. If some if somebody doesn't, you know, I I, I deal with all kinds of people, and I'm, yes. I'm struggling and whatever. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is, people, we Christians can live defeated lives and be bound up by things because we don't follow the owner's manual, if I can call it that. Mm, it's yeah. like it's almost if you're going to be a soldier, and they say, mm-hmm. "Here, you got this flak jacket, you got this M16, you got a grenade launcher, you got a." night bright scope you got uh, you're hooked up with the telecommunication and you don't listen you don't care your gun jams you cannot blame the military for putting you in harm's mm-hmm. way that they want to put you out there and bring you back again a lot you know mm-hmm. right. completed your mission but if we, there's too many of us we don't read yeah all that's been given to us matter of fact in jesus high priestly prayer in john chapter 17 he says this He'll say, he's praying to his heavenly father uh-huh. for us. Mm-hmm. If you can turn there, he says something. A word, John? Uh, John chapter, uh, gospel of John chapter 17. Oh, okay. Um, now notice when he's praying this prayer, uh, look who he's praying for. Look at verse 20. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Who's he praying for here? He's playing for all of us. See that? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, he's he's well, not the praying apostles, for apostles, and then isn't he by extension for us? Right. They exactly. share the word. Right. So yeah. this is Jesus praying for us. Yeah. Okay. We need it, man. But notice yeah. one of these. There's many things he mm-hmm. is in here, but I just want to show you one. Look what he says in verse um, 21. 15. Oh, okay. Fifteen. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil. Ah. Say it again. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. Notice that? He wants mm-hmm. us to be in the world yeah. because we're going to the mm-hmm. ends of the earth, sharing the gospel, living right. a victorious. Mm-hmm. But he says, keep them yeah. from the evil one. Yeah. Protect them. Yeah. In the world, not of the that's world. That's it. Yeah. You see? Yeah. And that's Jesus praying. This is what's called his high priestly prayer. A lot of people don't see that. Yeah. But he's praying not just for his apostles here. It says... He says, I do not pray for these alone, my apostles, mm. but I pray for those that after them that will hear their message. And right. He's praying for us. And what's he doing today in heaven? He ever liveth to make intercession for us. Oh yeah. He's praying for us back then. He's praying for us now, hmm. especially in this area of spiritual um, yeah. protection and vitality. Yeah. And John, you know, I, I was just looking further at Jesus's praise mm. for all believers. Verse 21, that they all may be one. Mm. Look at today's times and what's going on. And may they also uh, be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Yeah. You know, what, what, a, what a perfect time Unity. for us to, yeah. you know, unify. You're right, David. Yeah. I mean, this is what Jesus brings wherever you have. Well, let's look at this for a minute. You bring up a good point. Uh, now, James, look at James chapter 1. We're just going to look at something, where divisions come from. And these, these things happen. That's why the Bible is just so relevant today as it was 2,000 years ago. You know, honestly, I look at it from one week to the next, I find something different. You know, it's amazing exactly right. that way, yeah. Now, um, 
What he's going to talk about here is the idea that, um, look at verse, chapter 3, um, verse 13 uh, through 15. Wisdom from above, who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have a bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Ah, now look at that. Look at that. Mm-hmm. What? Bitter, envy, self-seeking, jealousy. boasting, jealousy. Look at the world today. Yeah, no, okay. Division, <laughs> hatred, you know. Uh, yeah. Where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? It's earthly. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. sensual mm-hmm. and it's demonic. What's the three enemies to a believer? The world, the, world, the flesh, flesh, the flesh right? and demonic spirits. And demonic. Yeah. So there you go. That's right. Right here. Yeah. Where does it come from? Now here's the reverse mm-hmm. of that. Look mm-hmm. at verse 17 and 18. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, <laughs> full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Now, how necessary is that for today? Oh, is, how practical wow. is that? No kidding. So if you get a home, yeah. there's bitterness and jealousy right. and anger and yeah. yelling. At, that's not a, that's, it, it, I'm not saying it's all demonic, but it could be, it could be just a fallen world. We're in this fallen world. Okay. It could be sensual. I got an issue with anger. I got an issue with unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. that's that, that's on me. I got to crucify the flesh and get over, you know, repent of it. Or it could be demonic. Yeah. The, the devil's trying to get his foot in that door. Yeah. Why? He wants to do what? He wants to come to do what? Rob, Rob, kill, kill, and destroy. destroy. Yeah. How many families are destroyed today? Absolutely. How many cu- married couples broken? Half, How many yeah. minds are destroyed? Mm-hmm. You know. And drugs, alcohol, and, drugs, yeah, right. whatever. Yeah, uh, that's see, that's what <clears throat> Satan wants to do. He, he's he's a deceiver. He distracts, mm-hmm. and he he he's like a um, he's he wants to drive a herd of cattle. He's like a with a whip. Jesus is the shepherd that wants to lead a flock of sheep. Mm-hmm. You see, he's he he drives them, mm-hmm. drives them. Mm-hmm. You know, get in bondage, get in mm-hmm. this, be distracted, stay in our keeps driving them. Where do you want to drive them? Ultimately, off the cliff into hell. Right. But Jesus is the good shepherd, and we want to follow him. He leads us, but he doesn't beat us. Do you understand? Hmm. He, that's why Psalm yeah. 23. So it's good to yeah. know this stuff because you can oh, cut boy. and paste this yeah. to today's situation. Heck yeah. Am I right? And, and that's <laughs> Heck where, yeah. In, in everyday situation. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, um, John, how do you get, because I remember when I was a new b- believer a few years back with you, um, it was very challenging to see those breadcrumbs mm. that actually the effort I was putting in was starting to see results. Mm-hmm. How do you get how do you get people to take those first steps? I mean, what what's the best program so they can benefit <laughs> from all You're of these right. secrets of the Bible? Well, what do you mean, Dad, by like like originally planting seeds? Like, well, no. What what I'm saying is, um, when I first became a Christian, I was a lot like that parable. Right, I was like, oh yeah, this is pretty cool. Uh-huh. And then I met Mr. Murtha, mm-hmm. who fed into me, um, and fed into me, and I started getting interested because he was showing me things that were captivating my attention in the mm-hmm. Bible. Mm-hmm. And you started explaining to me how your walk has helped you in your life. Mm-hmm. 
So, but when you're new and you don't have that ability to to see past the initial work, right? H- how do you then garner, uh, you know, the 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 commitment to see the treasures of it? You know, the Bible and to see where the security can come in. Mm-hmm. How do, how do we get the new listeners to understand how to go there? It's a good question. What do you think? What did you say, Tristan? Well. Okay, Mr. Martha, you've described faith to me before as like different organs in the body. Mm-hmm. Like uh, with if you if you spend your whole life in a cave and then you leave the cave and all of a sudden and you've never seen light before. Right. Like it's going to take your your eyes a long time to adapt to light. And you said that faith is a similar way as like a lot of people can't comprehend faith because they're they're there's the sensory organ that um mm-hmm. that deals with that phenomenon hasn't been developed enough to mm-hmm. fully understand that. So I guess that kind of maybe summarizes Dad's question, but I guess I maybe the fruits of the spirit you witness because don't you? Oh no, okay, no, mm-hmm. I do, I do kind of maybe have an idea. Is it because you've always said to live as Christ is to show an example to those around mm-hmm. us? Like we're supposed to live like Christ in order that those will they'll see and know that we're like followers of Him. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Is is mm-hmm. that? Yeah, I, it goes with your father's uh, question, the lead-in. Um, several things to understand something. If you study after the resurrection of Jesus, what we call his post-resurrection mm-hmm. commands or mm-hmm. instructions, mm-hmm. time and again he's saying this, go make disciples, go yep. make disciples, go make disciples. Mm-hmm. Now we do oftentimes in popular Christendom today, we do everything but. We have conferences, we build projects, we do this. I'm not saying those are bad, but it's, it, the heart of it was go make disciples. Mm-hmm. He, he trained 12 guys, yep. you know, Judas would leave, so he has yeah. 11, he gets yeah, Paul. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And, and, he, and he invests in them. But they wanted something. Right. When, when Peter and the James and John are fishing and they got their nets and they had a big, they must have a pretty profitable business, he says, leave that and come on and follow me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there had to be something about his life he wanted. It's just like when we teach others, there has to be a certain quality of your life that people want. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, maybe you have peace or purpose or direction. Yeah. And that's the old method in the centuries ago in Greece. Uh-huh. You have somebody like let's say Plato or Socrates. Mm. Well, there was young men that wanted to come and sit down by him and and they just didn't want to be instructed by Socrates. They, they wanted to, become, to be him. Yes, they yeah. to That's why they studied how does he eat? How does he deal with arguments? How does he deal with uh, sorrow? How does he? And then in that process, yeah. he's teaching them. Te- full circle to your question, David. People have to be hungry. You were hungry to know this stuff, yeah, so I it's was. very easy yeah. to to what I got. You can have. It don't matter mm-hmm. to me. You know that's the, mm-hmm. because I always, I, I I by my deal for years was a missionary overseas to mm-hmm. teach people to teach people. Second sure. Timothy two two. And so yep. my thing is is oh, I'm I teach, but my thing is to teach you to teach. Mm. You see, if I teach Tristan and give him some, um, right. if I yeah. can put some tools in his toolbox that's going to make him more effective right. in his Christian life and his sharing the gospel, then he can far exceed me, my influence because mm. I'm playing the back nine. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He's yeah. well, you know? <laughs> you know? Okay, okay, cool. But no, you see that. The, no, I do. The, yeah. Here's the yeah. thing. Yeah. The proof of a good teacher is his students excel him. Right. And so if we can ever get to the point where uh-huh. we get new believers that are hungry for the word of mm-hmm. God, not for just information, but for transformation, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't care what right. your career or profession right. Right. or if you're a man or yeah. a woman or a teenager, mm-hmm. 
when you're empowered and you see that lives are being changed mm -hmm. by your sharing the gospel, by you praying for them and seeing an answer to prayer, you're moving in a certain power and people will, I firmly believe this, God will bring people to you. I, well, I, I've seen it in my own life, John. John we have. have prayed regularly and have seen it. Um, so again, just to answer, ask the question again, mm -hmm. how do you put the armor on? I mean, what, 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 what do you do when you're faced, how do you operate well, in, in this mode? First of all, regarding temptation, the most important part of temptation is what comes before it. So you don't want to wait until you get in it to start. You want to be prepared. Mm -hmm. the, yeah. the whole thing with armor is you put on the armor before you go into battle. Like in a way, yeah. you kind of choose your shepherd, and the shepherd guides you towards whichever phenomenon that you yeah. choose. Yeah, but th th this is a separate question. What you're saying, how uh -huh. do you put on yeah, the armor? Yeah, how do you do it? Yeah. So you want so if, I, I mean, if you look at those books there, uh -huh. I mean, I have my Bible in the morning. I got right. notebooks. I'm, so first thing in the morning, I'm involved in. I try every morning. You know, you have a certain spiritual routine, so to speak, prayer, meditation. You just open the Bible and see whatever God Usually wants I'm you. Usually I'm teaching. No, I, so oh, I, I go through it somewhat You're prepping for mm -hmm. one of your things. Yeah. Okay. But I do have a schedule where I go through the Bible through a year maybe. Like I just got finished Ezekiel. Now I'm going into the next, the Daniel, you see. Mm -hmm. So that's regular. But I'm I'm preparing lessons or I'm preparing for the radio show or a yeah. topic. Uh -huh. So I'm always in the, I sure. try to always be in it. And then as God opens the door for the radio or for the men's mm. ministry or mm. for teaching missionaries, then I just walk through it. But this is for everybody. You're an entrepreneur. <clears throat> you might be involved in international business. Something doesn't matter. But if you have that word of God in mm -hmm. you, Paul was a tent maker by trade. He was yeah. a rabbi, but he was yeah. also skilled in making tents. <laughs> yeah. and he, was, he could market those. Yeah. Priscilla and Aquila, mm -hmm. you'll see them in Acts chapter 18 and 19. They were small, they were they had a business as a couple, but they opened their house for a church. Right. They were teaching people the Bible. We we have to realize we have a limited time on this planet. Once you come to Christ, how far you want to go in Christ, I believe, is up to each person. That's why it says in James, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Mm. I had an old preacher saying, how close do you want to get to God? Okay. And the more you, as Jesus says, if you'll abide in me and my word abides in you. Ask whatever you wish and it that, will be done for you. And then you'll bear much fruit, he says mm -hmm. too. And then he says in that next verse, By this, I will call you my it. disciple. Yeah. Wow. Uh, how would you like to be called a disciple? No kidding. By you? No so kidding. You, people have to have a love of the word. That I'm, We got so many books and so many, you know, YouTube right. and documentaries, we get distracted. Many good books out there, only one Bible. They're right. Many good yeah. books, only one Bible. We have to know at least the basics. And we. my big thing is to show the relationship between the old and the new. It's two books, one story. Two mm. books, one story. That's why when we're studying spiritual warfare, well, right away, if we know Satan's strategy, we can go to Deuteronomy 18. Yeah. And there's a catalog yeah. of things we should avoid right. that Satan puts out there. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you could turn to it. He just goes, yeah. and all these people are involved in it today. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because they just don't uh, have the manual. You know, and, uh, you know. Our uh, the beauty of what we have is we don't only have the manual; <clears throat> we have the Holy Spirit, which is the true teacher. I mean, so um, if you look here, what Deuteronomy say, eighteen, yeah, okay. Deuteronomy eighteen, and then he'll say, look at verse, um, look at verse nine through 12 Deuteronomy chapter 18 and this is show these are all demonic activities that people to kind of walk into yeah, right. but if we know what they are we can avoid them if you can read that Tristan 
When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or his daughter as an offering, anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or even interprets omens, or a sorcerer or a charmer or a medium or a necromancer or one who inquires with the dead. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord your God is driving them out before you. Notice this. We, now, now we have this information, like the Israelites, <laughs> so they could avoid them. But if you don't have this, then people call a psychic, or let's get a Ouija board, or let's go into fortune telling, or let's go to somebody that can contact the dead. Mm. See, knowledge is power. And to have this knowledge, all of a sudden as a Christian, you can say, you know, I'm not going that direction. I'm not going to get them to plot mm -hmm. my astrology chart. I'm not going to go. Yeah. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden you've avoided this whole right. thing that can lead into really bad spiritual bondage. Yes, right, yes. Fact. And yes. if, but if you don't have it, yeah. I've talked to people that go, well, I didn't think that was wrong. I said, right. well, yeah, you don't yeah. think it's wrong because you don't know what's right. You've mm. never read God's word. You're not yes. in the word of God. Exactly right. So, Mr. Murtha, essentially what Dad asked earlier was, how do you, at least you personally, put on the word of God or put on the armor of God? And your answer was more or less that by being enveloped in the word is the most important way that you can grow that? Well, because everything here is related just about to the Word of God. If you look at it again, if notice it says, um, uh, okay, first of all, uh, shield of faith. Right. How, how do you get faith? Faith cometh mm -hmm. by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Oh, fair. Then okay. the sword. What is the sword? We already said the sword is, is the, the Word, word yes. of the Spirit. Uh, feet shod with the gospel of peace. That means you're prepared. You're able to share mm -hmm. the gospel with mm -hmm. others. Um Take on the helmet of salvation. Well, what does it say in Romans chapter 12? Be ye renewed by the transformation of your mind. Take every thought captive. Uh, so all of these generally find their root, so to speak, in the Word of God, in the yeah. Scripture. Instruction now, as to how to put on exactly the rest. Exactly right. Okay. Now, some people I know like really identify and almost walk through this process, but others... They're, they're doing it and they're using it. They might not even be aware how they're taking each of these elements. Yeah. And put, but yeah. the key here is once you do it, then um, stand. Then you'll be able to, to, to stand against the wiles of the devil. Mm -hmm. That's why it'll say in James chapter 4, we were mm -hmm. just in James, but that's I wanted to show you this. Um, we're covering a lot of ground, believe it or not. Oh, yeah, we, are. we really are. Sometimes no, are. it's I, slow ground because yeah. there's so much here. There, exactly. And we want to not miss stuff, especially for our listeners. Again, this is WNZN Radio FM 89.9 FM Radio coming to you from Lorraine. And we're still in this area of spiritual warfare or how to have a victorious Christian life. And it shows us here it very clearly, let's say in James chapter 4, if you look at uh, verse 6 and 7. But he gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And also it says in verse 8, Mr. Murtha, draw near to God right. and he will draw near to right. you. Right. So <clears throat> number one, it says the big sin, well the capital sin really is pride. That's just what got Lucifer kicked out of heaven is pride. It got Adam and Eve kicked out of paradise because they yeah. wanted to be like God. They had everything, but they, that wasn't enough. In their pride, they wanted to be like God. Mm. But he says, God resists the proud, but gives gives grace to the humble. You always want more grace. And it's if we'll stay humble, we have a place where God can fill us with grace, which really yeah. is powerful. Yeah. 
Now the key here is, therefore submit to God. You have to be under God's authority. Yeah. Jesus mm-hmm. says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Um, you don't go out from under that. So if you're properly submitted, then what can you do? It says in that very same verse, resist the devil yeah. and he will flee from yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And, and you got to be submitted. Right, but the mm-hmm. way to resist is by knowing the word like Christ did in, in Luke 4, right? Where he and just then when spun you see off. that temptation. That's the best way. And then the devil's like, all right, I can't touch that person. But we're, we're smart because right. we know he'll come mm-hmm. back again. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why Peter says, yeah. uh, be alert, be on guard right. for your enemy. Uh, the devil goes about as a roaring lion right. seeking. Yeah. Now, that's interesting yeah, that is. Peter is going to say that. Because remember what Jesus said to Peter right before he was going to be crucified? Oh, yeah, you'll deny me three times. But he, no, oh, no. Oh, says, ten my sheep. Oh, he, oh he's no, going to know. He says, the, the devil said, is asked yeah. to reap. Yeah, to he says, uh, Peter. Yeah, just like uh, wheat. Satan has asked that yeah. he might sift you sift like you wheat. Like wheat. Oh, right. That yeah. means he wanted to come and slice Yeah, that's Luke 20, 22, 31. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has, has asked to have you that he might sift you like wheat. Mm. Now look at that. <laughs> yeah. Satan can only go as far as God allows him. He's mm. asked. But he will he allow him to right. be tested. Yeah. So mm-hmm. sift you like wheat. Is that implying that he's going to continuously come back and test us? as Destroy in like, you. Okay, yeah. He it. wanted to destroy Peter mm-hmm. like he destroyed Judas. Oh, yeah. What did Judas end up doing? I mean, Judas killed himself. And then he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. What does the enemy come to do? Rob, Rob kill, kill, and destroy. And destroy. Yeah. That's what he wants. He, he probably was thinking, if I can get Peter to deny Christ, you know, if he'll you think, go out. If you think about it, Judas was like the perfect summary of all three of those things, though, because he, he was robbed of his salvation. Um, he was he was destroyed. Like, everything he mm-hmm. did was destroyed, yeah. and he was killed in the end exactly. by, by his own hand. By his own hand. Yeah. But he, yeah. this is the importance of understanding yeah. really serious biblical principles here. Number one, Satan's out there. Mm-hmm. Number one, he wants to destroy. Mm. Uh, but he's on a leash. And just like with Job, right. God says, you can do this, but you can't go. Yeah, that, that, that's another issue we can talk about another time. But prayer. Jesus says, but I prayed for you, Simon. And when you are converted or strengthened, then uh, feed my sheep. Mm-hmm. Or, or mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So this is the last... The, Peter's writing this letter probably 30 years later, but he's the one that tells us about the lion. Yeah. Right. Because right. the lion came after him. Uh, right. Do you see how yeah, that works? I do. <laughs> see? Um, it, yeah. It, and so, John, I mean, it's almost like uh, Earth is a battlefield. Oh, yeah. Uh, a training ground for us where, we're t- where God's trying to get us closer to what the image of Christ was yes. prior to us having eternal life with him. We live in a he, fallen He wants us to earn it, you know? Doesn't it seem? Well, I mean, he, he, what maybe he's that's doing, the wrong term. He's doing a lot here. And then yeah. that's a whole separate radio right, program. Yeah. But yeah. one of the things, he's he's showing this great gallery right. yeah. out here of angels and demonic. Mm-hmm. We looked at that before that are viewing this. And God is displaying yeah. his perfect love, his perfect holiness, perfect righteousness, perfect on this stage, which we call this yeah. universe or this mm-hmm. planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And he's showing how he can deal with fallen man who has separated himself from him and gone astray he can bring him back into relationship with himself through jesus christ and yeah. the offering and then he wants to conform us shape transform us mm. into the image of christ none of us arrive but that's where he's moving us yeah. to get ready this lifetime is kindergarten oh, maybe first grade yeah. okay yeah. <laughs> it says the bible says i have not seen or ear heard or entered the heart of man what great things god has prepared mm-hmm. that's why i think we need a resurrection body he's going to show us things in the ages to come that just 
it's just would blow our circuits Absolutely. right I mean, now. We can't even be in God's presence no. now because if we are, we burn up. Like, That's like these holy yeah. men of God, Isaiah, Ezekiel, John. When they get a glimpse of God, what do they do? They crumple to the ground. Yeah, you know, they're, Moses' they're like, face is glowing yeah. after he's done. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. it's a remarkable stuff. Yeah, it is. So. So that's what's going on here. But this world, it says in First John chapter 5, the whole world lieth under the sway of the wicked one. Mm. Some translators say it lieth in darkness. We think, oh, it's still beautiful, and you still, but it's also damaged. Yeah. It's a broken world. Yeah. Just look, turn on the TV, oh. you see, yeah. uh, or, or our own lives. But through Jesus, he can restore and repair it. And, uh, but we have to understand the enemy is out there. He's out there. Mm. You know, we shouldn't be obsessed with him, mm -hmm. uh, but we should be alert like you are to an enemy. You know, we know his strategy. That's the beauty of the Bible. It shows us his strategy. Mm -hmm. It gives us the Holy Spirit. And it says in First John, greater is he right. that's in you than he that's in the world. Mm -hmm. And he also gives us the full armor of God. So he really is. I always tell people we are highly resourced spiritually. Uh, we may not realize it, but we are, especially when we... Do what God says. That is yeah, to right. say, yeah. be in a committed community of believers under pastoral mm -hmm. care, be growing in Christ, and then be going out mm -hmm. to, to share the gospel through mm -hmm. works of kindness and through sharing literally the gospel or your testimony. You know, the I think the other thing, and it's something to remember, and I some I forget this, uh, I know we got a few more minutes uh -huh. only, and maybe we'll have to touch on this for the next show, is that we're, we're not occupying this body alone. <laughs> Right, and so you know, we're talking about this whole plan here of how we go about it, but we just call on the Holy Spirit that lives in us. Oh, right. He's like that dormant seed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Until we activate him, and you know, and and it, it, we we should really talk about that because that really is what gives us the strength. Is we are not living in this vessel alone. I know that's hard to understand, but the Holy Spirit's with us. Yeah, we're going yeah. to talk about that because yeah. we're going to talk about the body, soul, and the spirit. Because right. we just touched on Hebrews mm -hmm. 4 where the word of God cuts through yeah. even to separate the soul and the mm -hmm. spirit. And we're going to look at that, that everybody born in this world has a soul. Yeah. That, that's mm -hmm. your essential who yeah. you are. Yeah. But not everybody that comes in this world has the Holy Spirit. Right. That's because we're dead in our yes. trespasses. So our spirit, it's almost like it's dormant. It was separated mm -hmm. through our first father, Adam. But when we accept Christ, that spirit, right. your spirit, my, yeah. is wedded with the spirit of Christ. Mm -hmm. That's a great mystery. But Paul yeah. says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But not me, but Christ liveth in me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The life that I now live in the flesh, mm -hmm. I live by the faith of the mm -hmm. Son of God. So mm -hmm. we're going to see, you're right, David, that the Holy Spirit in us powers us, mm -hmm. energizes us. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think it ties in nicely to the armor of nicely. God. That's a good point. Dan. You know, I, I, I wanted to bring that out, especially for the Christians, so they can see their oh, strength. That's a lot. I mean, look at the disciples, how scared and and how they just scattered, and then look what happened. You you could have put a, a tank and run them over; it wouldn't have stopped them. I mean, they were going through. They were all most of them were were you know martyred, uh, martyred uh, even worse deaths than Christ was upside down on the cross. So I, I, we can tie all that in just no. to show the strength. In closing, you know, yeah. if, if even critics. Cynics, unbelievers have a hard time with that first century. They do. Something yeah. happened yeah. in that first century that changed the whole course uh -huh. of the world. Uh -huh. right. And the people that did it was not an empire of soldiers or they weren't a great movement. Yeah. These were people that said they saw the risen Savior. They met him. They spoke with him. 
These are people who are filled mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And these are people who understood the relationship of the Old Testament and the New Testament in right. terms of being completed prophecy. Right. And game on. Right. You see, and these were just little fishermen and little yeah. this and that. And Introverts, probably. <laughs> yeah. 20 centuries later, 2.5 billion people on this planet somehow, some way, name the name of Jesus Christ. Wow. And as I tell people, believers and unbelievers, your birthday is based on his birth. No kidding. So think <laughs> yeah, about it. Right. Yeah, no so kidding. thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Tristan. Thank you, David. Great to be here. Have a great yeah. weekend, everybody. And stay safe. And uh, God willing, we're coming out of this yes. the pandemic and, the, yes. and uh, all this all other, the, everything that's yes. happening in the world, that God would reign and that this country would return to righteousness again. Yeah. Keep, uh, keep all levels, for peace. You know. Yep political parties yeah. in this way and that way just but we can seek the lord again as okay. jesus said you know uh, he's praying he prayed that we'd all be one believers yeah, yeah right right yeah. believers uh god bless you all and we will talk to you god willing next week thank you for tuning in bye